Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Brandon and with me as always is Steven discussing the dilemma of taking a stand versus letting go. First, we'll ask when it's appropriate to let something slide. Are there times in life where taking a stance will do more harm than good? How do we make that decision? Then we'll pause to discuss a comment and question from our Second Chances episode, give our thoughts on the Spotlight episode with Asthmatic, and inform you on content coming in the near future. Lastly, we'll look at whether or not standing for what's right to you should be your default response, and whether or not this dilemma changes based on the dynamic you share with the people around you. And a really important announcement I just want to throw out there. We actually have a special guest today. Uh, not only is Steven here, but Steve is here as well. <laughs> there we go. So give it up for Steve, everybody. I'm glad we already got jokes in this episode. <laughs> just right off the bat. So I write up this little intro thing for us to read off of, and I missed the N at the end of Steven's name, and he just immediately decides to give me shit for it because he can't. He, don't call Steven Steve. He, I mean, he everyone like knows it. that I'm not Steve. Like, I've never been <laughs> Steve, and I never will be Steve. You seem like a Steve to me, though. That's why I thought it was important to bring it up. No. I mean, you know, it is true that some people will just call me Steve, and I usually just let it slide. But for you, it's just not happening. There's just no Well, way. this is a good segue into our episode. So you're taking a stance for people to call you your right name, and you're not letting it slide anymore. This is beautiful. Uh, so... Sure. <laughs> sure sure Theor- theoretically i guess we'd probably say that it's always important to take a stand for what you believe in but when and what would be the value in refraining from that when the consequences are pretty severe or when the consequences are just not worth the the fight for example there's uh a lot of times my dad and i will get in fights over things and it'll just be like no you're 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 wrong like that that's just what he'll say yeah you're wrong steven and obviously I'm not wrong because I've never been wrong before, which is <laughs> which has been stated. Everything I say is obviously some truth to it. So <laughs> if we can get some people to, to take some clips from previous episodes where Steven was just flat out <laughs> wrong, that'd be really nice. That would honestly be great. It would, I, I would love to get just a roast of me. So when I do a future <laughs> roast of me of just things I've, I've said wrong on the podcast, if there's one episode... I said some wrong things. It's got to be the uh, alien one. There's definitely some times where I was like, well, you know, it's it's like far. <laughs> no, Out I thought somewhere. everything was very scientifically sound in that episode. I thought oh, you yeah. really had all of your, your numbers and figures all to uh, the T. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sanjay made a, good, made a good point at one point. He's like, we don't know how far it is, but it's got to be pretty far. I was like, yeah, thanks, Sanjay. Thanks for just throwing us under the bus here. This is why you're not my co-host. <laughs> no, but really, Sanjay's a cool guy. But back, back to your point before we get, we get too sidetracked. I think, in essence, I, uh, you, have to, you have to gauge the situation on, okay, is it worth getting in this fight? Like, I've ordered something at a restaurant before, and I get the wrong order, and then I look at it, and I'm like, I didn't order. Like, I, I didn't want mushrooms on this. But I could just take mm-hmm. them off, so I guess it's fine. It's not really worth getting in an argument. If I really wanted to, if I was like a real, <laughs> if I was a real jerk, I could give them a worse tip or something. And maybe I have before. I don't really know. But th- that's the first example I think of of yeah. Why even bother? Right. What about you? Yeah, I there there are definitely moments in which it's like pick your battles. You know, I think specifically with like, I think it's important to have conversations um, as is shown by us doing this podcast, but you know, I'm not going to change a 60 year old's mind on, uh, you know, if they, if they've been against gay marriage for their entire life, you know, it's not going to be me that, you know, takes a stand against this guy just you know, in, in a conversation and that's going to change his mind. So it's like, you know, is it really worth it to even have this like fight with this person? But I think there's also an issue, like, why does it have to be a fight to take a stand, you know, for what you believe in? Why can't it just be this, this like actual place of acceptance or tolerance between people where we we can just have a conversation about what we think is right and wrong without it having to get to an argumentative place. You know what I mean? I agree. That's what's one of our, I mean, 
not the main reason we started the podcast, but a big part of it is people don't like to show both sides of a conversation. They, they like to just say that, oh, yeah, no, I'm right. I refuse to see the other side of the argument. So, like, what's the point? Like, why, why bother attempting to see someone else's perspective on something? So, yeah, no, it's yeah. – you should be able to be argumentative. Um, I, I guess you should be able to argue, argue your side and not yeah, have yeah. someone just be like, no. Like, like it shouldn't turn into a fight necessarily. You should just, you should just agree to disagree. Well, one thing in in some comments that we've gotten on the podcast specifically, there's you know a desire for us to like argue more or like have different opinions. Yeah, but like, if you well, listen come on, closely, come on the podcast then and argue with us then. If that's that's well, your opinion. there's <laughs> there's that. But if you actually listen, there are times when you got you and I have different opinions, but we just we don't fight about it. We just like state both of our sides in a very like normal <laughs> discussion manner. It's not this like, no, no, dude, you're freaking wrong, dude. No freaking way, man. I'm right. You're wrong. You're an idiot for even thinking about what you think about. It, it's just, you're not going to get any sort of progress. I mean, there, there's the whole idea of, you know, like having an argument with somebody who thinks the opposite of what you think is only going to make them stronger in their position. And I think that is kind of true when it gets to a like a heated debate when it becomes this like very intense thing. I think you have a better chance of instilling like growth and change in people if you have if you're both in a place mentally and emotionally where you can have sort of a normal discussion, but it's it's hard to get that to happen especially when I mean, you have like very heavy moral topics, but I guess in, in, I guess the specific idea of the value of refraining, I think it also teaches yourself a, a level of patience that I think is important that sometimes the picking the battles thing is you pick your battles for a more opportune time when that battle might be appropriate. And I'll try to think of an example. Um, you know, like relationships, I feel like would be a good example where, you know, I I could, I could stay up till two in the morning having an argument with, with my girlfriend about, um, you know, something that I thought we communicated about, or I can just kind of let it go. We'll try to move on from it. And then the next time it happens, I can see here's an example of, you know, something that frustrates me. And you, you, so you, instead of like going at their neck every two seconds you kind of wait for the evidence to roll in your favor almost does that make sense definitely yeah there's i mean relationships are are a prime example of this and one <laughs> one venting remark on relationships i don't like when people say any sort of comment like well you know if, if that's what she wants that's just like what the guy you know all those just generic posts yeah. and, and memes like that I'm happy sorry. wife, happy life. Yeah, happy and... wife, happy life. So yeah. you know, I'm I'm a single guy, but if uh, if I was in a relationship, and when I am in relationships, that's that doesn't slide. <laughs> that's just like it's <laughs> well, dumb. Maybe... Like it should be like to be com- to be completely fair. Like a relationship is supposed to be in in equal. You should be able to right. see each other's points of view as well as you can. Get all the information out there, and should not have to. Uh, fight per se obviously it's unavoidable you're gonna get in fights sometimes but i just think that the concept that you should just always give in like that's that's dumb you should not always um with yeah in these instances you should not just always give in because if you do that then you're not gonna have a healthy relationship with anyone so that's very very just dumb advice whoever started that is uh probably in one of those relationships where the girl just gets away with whatever they want and that's yeah. not necessarily a good thing. No. Well, I mean, it, it can go both ways. It's just, it, it's like you, the, in a relationship sense, the idea is to have an equal partnership where, you know, both parties have, um, you know, the same give and take. And uh, I, I, I don't think it just is intimate relationships. I think that should be the general idea with pretty much any relationship. I mean, it's obviously different if we're talking about, you know, our parents when we're kids and stuff. You know, they obviously are authority figures in our life. But I don't know. I, I, I think the idea of letting things go, 
I don't like the idea. I don't really like encouraging that because I'm, I'm very passionate towards like standing up for what you believe in and, um, you know, like being true to yourself. And I feel like if you encourage people to let things slide, um, you know, you can get a person who always lets things slide. And I think, I just think the, the, the biggest takeaway from letting things go is a certain patience. Like there are certain times when battles, you, you got to be conscious of when battles aren't really worth, you know, the trouble that they cause. Um, and there are more appropriate times to have those fights or those arguments or whatever. Um, I just, I wish I had a better example of, of when a good time would be, cause I feel like it would illustrate this a little bit better. Um, well, I think, I mean, with, with the point we have here or, or the, I guess like th- this specific point of when would be, or what would be the value in refraining? The value in refraining is that you don't have conflict. Like yeah. you, you don't, yeah, you don't have to worry about the consequences because you just avoided it. You just brushed it under the rug, and there is a value in that. But that's see, that's where I'm like, is there though? Because I I can't stand sweeping things under the rug. I mean, I mean, you know me, I, I I certainly can't stand sweeping things under the rug. But there are times where I also I'm not the person who's at a who's at a bar. And some guys like you want to go, man. Like I remember when I was at a uh, UT, there was a couple times where I would just like be at the club, and some some big dude would, uh, I guess we would like bump into each other, and he'd be like, "You want to go, man?" Yeah. And okay, so do I want to <laughs> take a stand or do I want to let the situation go? The answer yeah, yeah. is I want to let the situation go because I'm not going to get in a dumb, pointless fight with some big drunk dude, which is going to result in both of us inflict like getting hurt in one way or another, or maybe one of us just gets knocked out and that's all that happens or we get arrested. Like who knows what happens, but yeah, right. But the alternative is I let the situation go and I just walk away and now there's just nothing. I just go on with my day. Maybe, maybe the key within that is when it becomes prideful rather than an actual like moral dilemma of right and wrong. Like in that situation, you fighting that guy would probably be like, oh, I don't want to back down because my pride's going to be impacted. It's not necessarily about taking a stand for, you know, what's right for you. It's about like, oh, I don't want to look like a a bitch here or something like that. So maybe that's a a, a key thing where it's like, you know, being patient and letting things slide is when it's just like it becomes more about pride rather than actual progress. Um, cause I feel like that is a good example uh, of a time when just letting something go, like you're not going to gain anything out of taking a stand in that point. In no, fact, you're not. You, well, you're going to look like a tough guy way. for a second. Right. Oh, like sweet. Ooh, I knocked out this really drunk guy. Oh, that's sweet story. <laughs> like, and then you end up friends, in jail or something. Yeah. Maybe now I go to jail and then his friends kick my ass before the cops get there. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> All that I know is. I've been in that situation plenty of times before, and it's usually just in the best interest to let the situation go. Like, imagine if every single time that somebody insulted you, you just fought back immediately. Yeah. Like, if, if, I, got, if, I, if I fought back for every single person who made fun of me for, I don't know. What's it, what's it, Brandon, what's something you can make fun of me for? Um... <laughs> Your your uh, ability to read, <laughs> <laughs> I knew or funny. lack thereof. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I'm the first one to tell you, I I don't read out loud very well, and uh, I I learned that when I was a radio DJ. Actually, I learned that in like first grade, which I've talked <laughs> about first grade before. We're not in depth, but it just was a real bad year. I just it's a rough I, year for Steven. It was a real rough year. Just didn't get how to read. Just didn't make sense to me. I was just I just learned the letters, and now they want me to make sense out of them just wasn't for me <laughs> wait where were you going with this point you said say something that yeah i was going somewhere with this point it wasn't just about the other people um yeah just you know 
if I if I if every time someone said you can't read out loud, if I was like, I don't know, your your mother's a slut, then they'd be like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not gonna say they'd be like, wow, you can't just say that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That wasn't really the best example of where I was going with this, but you know what I'm saying. If I was like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, well, you're stupid. Yeah, well, it's just like so. Even the next question, and I guess what we were going to talk about was how do we make a decision on when it's appropriate to take a stand versus when to bite our tongue. It is. It. I think the pride thing is one thing. I think when it ends up becoming about something. I think bullying is a really good example because, I mean, even, you know, I, I'm the oldest of my family, so I have three younger sisters, and I'll pick on them. You know, I'll, I'll do the typical big brother stuff and just try to get under their skin. And the way that you get me to stop getting under your skin is to ignore me, is to just act like it doesn't impact you at all. And so that's that's a valuable place where it's like, if if this is almost a personal attack or something where, um, you know, they're, they're, the intention is to specifically like hurt you or get under your skin or something. The best way to combat that is to literally let it go, not, not show any impact of it whatsoever, because now they're not getting the results that they wanted out of this whole attempt. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, the combination of, I mean, really, when I'm trying to think of like morally heavy topics, like, oh, well, we talked about too with, um, you know, well, sometimes in a situation, it's not our place to take a stand. So for instance, we talked last week about, um, you know, women, if, if a woman comes to me, they've been sexually assaulted and I know that I might have a better chance to, because I'm a man, get the word out there and get this person punished than they would have. I might have the, the inclination to take a stand for this woman. But is that right? You know, it's, it's her, her burden to carry. It shouldn't take me taking a stand. It, it should just be her being able to take a stand and get something out there. So refraining and allowing... Um, a woman to take that stand for themselves is the is the right move in that situation. Yeah, uh, I I was trying to think uh, like in the moment of a, a a similar thing where if if a woman was yeah if a woman was just because it, it kind of connects what we talked about before like if a woman is sexually assaulted you know standing up for herself versus letting the situation go. Unfortunately, some women actually do let the situation go because yeah. having to go into court and go th- and, and become this, I don't know, this potential to be in the news over this kind of stuff, to them it's just, I don't want to be a part of this story. So they just they let it go. And whether that's right or wrong, that kind of stuff does happen. Well, that that is a, you know, the question within that, is that right or wrong? To, because in that sense, them letting it go is a specific example of trying to sweep it under the rug. You know, they don't want to have to have it out in the public that this happened to them. They don't want to go through the um, the heartache and the trauma of reliving this in, this event again. But on the flip side, if they do go through that stuff, they have a chance to. Um, give whoever committed this horrible act on them repercussions that this person deserves. So it's like, can we say which one's right or wrong? Because it's such a heavy toll on the person that this happened to. And you don't want their life to be hard because of it, but they carry kind of a burden unwilling or, or unintentionally that, now almost is coupled with a responsibility to you know make someone pay for what they did and i don't know it i I don't even know if we can answer whether it's right or wrong in that situation no well I, i can say that it's you should stand up for yourself in a situation where if there's been a a violent attack on you i think it's you've got every right to to stand up for yourself and to get that person in, in trouble for it. And I, I think that's, 
that's what you should do. However, if that person didn't want to do that because they didn't want to deal with the, the consequences of, do, of doing that, which would be having to reopen those old wounds, I think that that's just the decision that they've, that they've made, whether we agree with it or not. I don't know. I don't think that that has the importance. I think it's just that's a prime example of a situation where it's like just a deep situation, like a deep moral situation on do you face it? Do you not face it? What do you do? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess my overall opinion on this stuff, and we'll go more into it later on with when it's important to kind of take a stand specifically, but I'm kind of under the the belief that it's more times than not appropriate to take a stand for what you believe in than it is to let things slide. But on, on the on the flip side, I think you if you're going to do that, you just have to be ready for what's going to come from you taking a stand. Because so taking a stand for things is going to be inherently the more difficult decision because you're going to make people upset that you disagree with them. You're going to ruffle feathers of the people that maybe you're taking a stand against um, specifically. And so with that, it's going to come confrontation and adversity. So I think that you have to do your best to understand that comes with the territory of taking a stand but I don't think it's a right decision to hold back just because you don't want to deal with that stuff the only time I think it's a right decision to let things go and be patient is literally when it just it's not the best opportunity to take a stand in that moment like the battle isn't going to actually have any like I like my example with like an old dude who you know has thought gay marriage is wrong for 60 years of his life. And I'm not, you know, he's been given all of the, this information and education on why it should be okay, but he just won't change his mind. Picking that battle is really just going to be a headache for me. So why, why bother? Well, I think along these lines, you shouldn't just always voice your opinions at all times about absolutely everything that you see around you. If we if we truly lived in a world where everyone just said what was on their mind all the time, then you would just be on the the subway and you would just look around and be like, "Hey, you're fat. Oh, hey, you look stupid. Those the your clothes don't match." I do think that there's there's sort of a a human a humanistic quality of making that judgment call on you can have thoughts in your head, but you don't have to say everything out loud that you actually feel and all the in um, I think that even that in itself is a little bit of a case of, of <laughs> kind of taking a stand or letting go. The yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of layers to this topic again. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Just like sometimes you let go of the little truths that aren't necessarily, mm-hmm. you know super important to let people in on. Yeah, like, like why'd you break up with me? Well, if you want to know every single little detail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I definitely encourage honesty as much as possible. But yeah, there. I think, I think at, at the end of the day, you just have to, number one, think about, you know, where you stand morally. You know, if a lot of people will call, you know, people like Stephen and I overthinkers, because they'll see certain issues that maybe we struggle with just making quick decisions on. They'll see them as simple decisions. And it's like, okay, just because you think it's a simple decision doesn't mean that if I'm morally conflicted about this, I should just get over it and it's okay. Like that that in itself isn't just overthinking. This is something about me that I'm kind of conflicted about and I want to take my time with and think about before I make a decision. Now, that's a good time to pick your battles. If you don't know exactly where you stand, you know, you be patient with yourself and be calculated and think through it. If the reason you're not taking a stand is because you're afraid of, you know, how that stand is going to, you know, come back at you, I think that's more a fear of confrontation that you should 
work against because I don't think that running away from confrontation is is going to allow you to to grow as a person. I think you should be smart about what kind of confrontation you're facing. Like I said, again, you know, in the situation with Steven's example, you know, that was a situation of confrontation where this dude bumps into Steven and he could have just fought him because it's like, you don't just get to treat me like this, but it's also like, yeah, but if I fight this guy, what's really going to come with this? So I, so I beat him up. Then what happens? Then his buddies jump me. I go to jail for fighting a guy. It's like sweet. It's, yeah, yeah, sweet. Look, looks like a win-win for all of us, you know. So it's you just got to be smart, but don't don't downplay your thought process on it. If you don't know for sure how you feel about a certain situation, take time to make that decision. Don't just go with what's easier, because maybe that's what other people encourage you to do, or. Maybe it'll impact them and they don't want to deal with it. You know, again, it's your life. You got to make the decisions that's right for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we want to take a little break and uh, talk about the uh, second chances episode? We, we had a comment and a kind of a question about that episode. Should we talk about that for a bit? Yeah. Well, even before we do that, should we credit where this episode idea came from? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I. Definitely should have. So a couple weeks ago, I was on an interview uh, or an, on a podcast where I got interviewed. Um, it's called Coffee with Shell. Um, I'm probably going to try to go on there again in the future. Um, she wanted to have me back on to to talk about my album when it releases. And uh, this was a topic that she said that she personally struggles with, deciding when to take a stance and, and when to just let things slide. And, uh, you know, we thought it was right up our alley for a discussion. So thank you for that shell for, uh, for this idea. And hopefully we're not letting you down so far. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not. I think we're, uh, I think we're on, I mean, we got a little off track in the very beginning there with the, uh, couple rants, but you know, I think it was all in good fun. No, this isn't fun at all. Uh Just turn this off. We're We're retiring. This podcast is over. I mean, we're we're red that time. We got we got in the the twenties basically if you count the spotlight episode. So feel you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's. uh, So our second chances episode. If you haven't listened, uh, we we kind of talk about the idea of you know should everyone get a second chance and and when it's appropriate. We did have a comment and sort of a question specific to when the law kind of comes into um into play here and it was you know people who serve time in prison should they be allowed to you know live their life as normal after they've completed their punishment uh this listener you know thought i guess in essence yes they they've served their punishment they should be able to um live their life normally but then you have situations where maybe this person that went to prison now comes out, they're in the public eye. And so now every time a person that they impacted sees them, it triggers a certain emotion, you know, so should their opportunities be limited if they make a mistake, even if they went to jail and, and serve that punishment? What do you, what do you think, Stephen? This is something that I always think about whenever I think about people who go to prison for any length of time and, it does to me seem if you did the time that it you should be able to just come out and life is sort of back to normal and that the whole punishment was that you went to prison. Cause if that's the case, then you can kind of have like an optimistic view that when you do get out of prison, you know, life can be okay. But if you go to prison, then you come out and your life just sucks. It's like, all right, <laughs> well, this just ruined everything. Especially if, depending on the nature of the crime, I guess as I've gotten older, I lean towards allowing criminals to get out of prison and just be able to live a normal life. Because my thinking is if we did a good job in prison, people should be better people by the end of it. And then we want these people in society because they know what it's like to have everything stripped from them and they should have learned their lesson while they were in prison. So when they get out, they should be, productive people now does it always end up that way no clearly not but i think i'm i think i'm forgiving of people who go to prison because a lot of times it's you know it might be drug crimes it might be 
nonviolent crimes. Obviously, it depends on what it is, but I, I think all in all, um, I'm fine. I'm fine. If you get out of prison, you did your time. It's, uh, it's time to move on and live a normal life again. I guess if we want to trust our, you know, laws on setting, you know, our, our, our judiciary system on, on setting the repercussions for certain acts, then those punishments should be enough in, in theory, you know, because we're letting the laws take the repercussions into their hands. Like it's this person did this act, so they're going to serve this amount of time. That's their punishment. And I think if we're going to punish people for being, for having been punished, it's then maybe we need to change the laws. Maybe we need to say, okay, well, this person's life's going to be ruined forever because what they did was horrible enough to ruin their life forever. Then maybe the law should be that they should be in prison forever. Um, not they get to get out in 10 years and then everyone can just shit on them even though they're out of prison now. I mean, and I know I'm speaking theoretically, but um, I think it's just, it's difficult to expect someone to even want to take that time in in prison and and that punishment to grow if they know like when they get out, it's just going to be a shitty quality of life. So it's like, what, what's the point of even giving a shit? I mean, the point is you want to be a good person because you need to be a good person, but I don't know. It's just, uh, when they've already had that, that dilemma of being a good person, you know, how, how do you motivate them to, to change that? And you can't really do that if we're going to punish people more because of what they did and they already served a punishment for. So I don't know. It, it's a tough situation. It's it's a lot easier to sit back with with no emotion tied to it at all and say, yeah, they served their time. That now they should be able to kind of start over. Um, you know, again, if I was impacted directly by something, I might have a different different say. But maybe that's also a key. Like we have to make these kinds of decisions when we are separate from the emotion of it, so that they're more unbiased and and fair. So. Yeah, and and I will say that uh, friends and and people that I've met that have gone to jail before, which luckily I have not, so I can't I can't speak on it. But I don't hear too good things about jail. I heard it's not for everyone. It's not. For <laughs> In everyone. fact, <laughs> I've uh, I've heard it's actually worse than you'd expect. <laughs> which yeah, uh, which is saying a lot because I gotta say my expectations weren't too high. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I want to talk uh, a little bit about Asthmatic, too. I mean, obviously, if you guys have, have checked out that Spotlight episode, I wasn't on it. Uh, what what are your, just because you, you were the one who interviewed him, Stephen, what are your general thoughts on Asthmatic? Yeah, so the first thing I want to address is, yes, Brandon and I are doing this podcast together. Brandon has not all of a sudden retired from the podcast. There will be occasional episodes that either I or Brandon will not be on. That is because we don't live in the same city. And there are times, especially during spotlight episodes, where we're going to have an interview and we just can't both do it. So we just say, hey, you handle this. And then we write in the questions. So, yeah, Brandon still got to be involved with that episode. I, I asked at least three of his questions. Um, and that's just what will happen from time to time. But, yeah, no, Asthmatic was awesome. That was a, a very refreshing interview i had never interviewed a rapper before so i think that that was a good introduction into doing something like that um and he's just a super funny kind of goofy light-hearted but also like just in just a genuinely honest guy and doesn't try to be someone he's not and i appreciate the hell out of him for that and um laughed a lot during that episode and definitely check out his music. I know this isn't a video episode, so you can't see what I have to the right of me. But while he was here, he, he gave me a cassette tape of his music. And I thought that that was a pretty interesting um, like merchandise idea because it's not something that you see every day. And it's not something that I've figured out how to even play yet because I don't have a cassette player. But <laughs> <laughs> in fact, the, the last time, <laughs> side tangent a little bit. 
The last time I listened to cassettes was when I was a kid. Uh, McDonald's around Halloween would do these McDonald's Halloween cassettes. And I used to get these. And then I would go up into my bedroom uh, and I had like this this closet that's kind of like a kind of like a like a walk-in closet and I would sit mm-hmm. in there and I would put in this cassette tape and listen to these uh, McDonald's Halloween cassette tapes. Jeez. <laughs> and I I'd forgotten about this memory until I I saw this cassette tape and then all of a sudden I was like, "Whoa. This is a whole chapter of my life I forgot about. Let's bring it back." It triggered it, it triggered, triggered those memories. Dude, what, what a time. What a time to be alive when you could listen to McDonald's cassette tapes and that was just like the main activity you did that day. <laughs> I think you might be the only one on the planet Earth <laughs> that that was your main activity in a day. I, I don't even remember those coming out from McDonald's. But <laughs> what if I'm just totally wrong and it just didn't even Yeah. <laughs> I remember they had videos, like they had movies. That oh, they I watched gave every one of those too. I loved those. Yeah, those are actually really good. I remember yeah, those. They're super pretty good. good. Um, my overall thoughts on the asthmatic thing is, number one, and I'm not just saying this because this is partially my podcast, but it's honestly probably my favorite episode. I thought um, just overall the flow of, you know, your, your guys' discussion, it was great. Like, I, I like the questions that you asked him. And a big thing when we're interviewing people is also – a lot of pressure is on the person getting interviewed to give like thoughtful responses. And I thought he just, like you said, he didn't try to be someone he wasn't, which I think you see a lot of times with specifically like white hip hop artists. Like it's, it's predominantly a, you know, a a music that's run by black culture. And so how do you navigate that line, you know, being a, a white artist within that? And he doesn't try to be something that he's not, which is, uh, you know, big props to him, but also just, you know, the, the honesty he had with, you know, the things that he struggles with and, and, uh, it's really easy to, to try to give off this perception to the outside world that you're just this in, incredible guy that's just got all these good things going for you. But it's just like, at some points, and we've talked about this with social media, you know, at some point it's just like, are you actually helping people? You know, I, I listened to an interview with Pete Davidson on the breakfast club where he talked about kid Cuddy and growing up kid Cuddy was this huge inspiration for him because he was like his idol as a musician, but then he also had like serious substance abuse problems and serious depression issues. And Pete Davidson was going through that same thing. And then he found out Kid Cudi, his idol, had those same issues and was like, holy shit, I'm not alone in this. And, you know, not that anything that Asthmatic talked about was this humongous, like, tough thing. You know, he didn't go into super uh, specific details with his life, but there was a sense of... Uh, familiarity with him or comfortability where it was just you knew that this was just another guy out there trying to do his best in something that he loves and that's something that as an artist myself as a you know a person trying to do his best myself I can really respect that about him and yes absolutely go listen to his music he's got uh, I think three songs on Spotify if you search asthmatic which is a-z-m-a-t-t-i-c um, he's got SoundCloud. Uh, his Instagram handle is Asthmatic Music. Um, if you come to our Instagram page or anything, you'll get you'll get to see, uh, you know, him on it as well. Um, so, just su- support artists like that, man. It's just like the 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 world of art needs more people like that that are just are down to earth, and it's not like they're trying to portray this image that's totally bogus. Yeah, so. and definitely check out a song, Piano Therapy. I think it's pretty dope. Big fan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we do have some more Spotlight episodes that are going to be coming in the future, uh, so stay tuned for those. Um, I wanted to remind everybody uh, my album is completed. Uh, the album title is The Passionate Mind, and it will be released Friday, November 2nd. Um, so stay tuned for that. I'll put that on Spotify, iTunes. Um, I'll be posting it on my Instagram page. Um, and we, Steven and I have talked about possibly doing an episode talking about the album, but, uh, we're trying to figure out if it's (laughs) too narcissistic to do that. (laughs) If we're going to do it, we got to be very calculated. We can't make it like too pretentious, but I think, uh, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. 
All right. You want to get back into the uh, the topic at hand? 100p, man. 100p. Um, so we've been talking about the value of letting things go, but if, if we shift the focus more on standing up for yourself, like should this be our default? Should standing up for yourself be the go-to or – or even, I guess, when is it more appropriate to stand up for yourself than it is to, to let things go? I think this is a, a personality type. For me, my default is definitely standing up for myself. And I know tons of people who their default is definitely letting things go. However, in certain contexts, my default is definitely letting things go. For example, if ever I get into a club or a bar of some kind... I'm not gonna, my first thought isn't going to be, you know, if someone looks at me funny, I'm going to go over there and tell them to quit looking at me like that. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. So I think everyone should have this concept in their head of st- stand up for yourself is the first, um, most important thing. Like, I think that should be your first thought. And then from there, you should assess if it's worth it based on the things in front of you. But I don't think you should ever sell yourself short especially with relationships like too many people out there we sell ourselves short in relationships we just think oh uh well if it's if i just agree with what they say then this relationship just goes easier and i I know earlier in this episode i made it sound like this is just something that men do to make women happy but it goes the other way around like a hundred percent because it goes the other way around it's both instances men women men and women like it's it doesn't matter um it's just there needs to be a, a a a healthy balance of when when to do it and if you you find yourself letting things go too often i would assess why you do that and maybe consider next time thinking in your head standing up for yourself first instead of being a let go first mentality what, what about you yeah so here's the thing with you know we hear the common phrase people pleasers and, you know, you, you think when you hear that phrase, the idea of somebody who wants, who's very agreeable and wants to make people happy, you think this is a selfless person. This is a person who just does for others. And on the surface, yes, that might be correct, but in a very interesting way, it's actually a somewhat selfish act. The reason that you're letting things go if you're a people pleaser and whatever it's not because you're doing what's right for other people it's because you don't want to deal with the confrontation or the adversity that comes from standing up for what's right for yourself and and i think it's important to to make oh my gosh sorry my phone keeps going (laughs) off i thought i got rid of this um i think it's important to make that distinction because a lot of times we we give props to these people who will make decisions for other people and they're, oh they're so caring and they're so they're so selfless and it's like yeah a little bit but it's also like the only reason they're doing that is because it's the easier route they don't have to deal with like telling people how they really think and then deep down they're actually miserable and i think the go to should be standing up for yourself unless it's something petty you know, if it's something petty or, uh, you know, just kind of pointless to to stand up for yourself on. And I think that those, those times can be obvious times. For instance, Stephen's example of the club. I think, again, examples for extremely closed-minded people, you know, even trying to have a conversation with them. I mean, I remember trying to have a conversation with an older man one time and uh, he was, he grew up in a time when racism was just your normal thing. And I asked him, what's his problem with black people? Just like a normal question. And he's like, I just don't like them. And I was like, yeah, but like, why don't you like, he's like, I just don't. And I'm just like, okay, well, where's this coming from? And I wasn't really going to get anywhere because he's already set in his ways. He doesn't even really know why he was set in that way. And so I wanted to have the discussion to see if he knew why, but I found out he didn't And that at that point. And I wasn't trying to change him or anything, but I just wanted to know the place of origin for it. But that's a place where like taking a stance against him being like, well, you're wrong for thinking this and how dare you and all this stuff, you know, that's not really going to go anywhere. This guy's towards the end of his life and and has 
thought this way forever and doesn't even know why he thinks that way. It's just what he's used to. Um, but I think other situations with friendships, with relationships, if, if your friends or like family members or loved ones have an issue with you standing up for what's right for yourself, like it's okay that they have an issue with it initially and like, you know, might want you to do what they want you to do. But if they, you know, disown you or don't want to be friends anymore or, you know, don't respect your ability to critically think for yourself, then I would say, how good of friends are they? How good of people are they to have in your life, whether they're family members or not? Like they're not respecting your humanity within itself. And it's a sad thing. You don't want to lose people, but you also don't want to surround yourself with toxicity. And so that's where the importance of standing up for yourself really comes into play is kicking out that toxicity. And then maybe those people will adapt. They'll be like, you know what? This person is standing up for themselves. I can't just push them around. I maybe should adjust the way I'm thinking. Or they'll be closed-minded still and keep being an asshole. And then you'll be like, okay, now I know for sure you're a person I don't want in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now and I think that's... You need to just say something. Yeah. I, I think so. I mean, it might be tough sometimes, but... Just every deci- every decision you make in life shouldn't just be the easy one. You know, you got to decide for yourself, who do I want to be? How do I want to live my life? How, where do I want to go? Um, and, and then do everything you can to have this active participation in, in being present and uh, being who you want to be and standing up for what you want to stand for. And if you're doing those things for yourself, the right people will fall into place. You know, I've gone through friendships throughout my life and the ones that have stuck with me through my adult life, I can confidently say are the ones that have values that I can stand by. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't still be in my life. You know, Stephen and I have developed this relationship because for the most part, we respect each other in the decisions that we make. There might be some times where we make stupid decisions and we're like, hey, this isn't the best for you, do this. But at the uh, at the end of the day, we're going to respect that or trust each other in that what decisions we make are going to be right for ourselves. Or if we don't make it, we're going to come back to to what's right. Yeah, and I mean, I, you I, agree I, with that, right? I, and I, I, can, I can agree with that. I think we've got that pretty uh, open communication and that's a big part of this again is there are situations where if you have a friend and you feel like you should speak up because they're doing something that is harmful to themselves or you really feel like you have some bit of valuable advice to offer in that moment but you know it's going to be kind of confrontational and you're a little bit worried about how they're going to react to it realistically if they're really your friend you should be able to speak up about those things i know my absolute best friends if if they're being like a they're being like a shithead like they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing and they need just kind of that hard uh truth like they i think my friends can pretty much count on me to be like hey look you know i i i think that what you're doing is not okay and here's why and i think that you should be able to say that to to your real your real friends and that, that right. those are not those instances that you should just let it go it's it's you got to you got to say that that's the reason why you should not let things go is because if everybody let everything go, then nothing would ever get accomplished. Right. I think in, in the big, huge picture of things, the reason why things have gotten done on this planet is because people saw that there was something that needed to be stood up for. And then they went and made it happen. And that's why there's plenty of instances where things don't change if everyone just lets it go. There's this uh, this term in developmental psychology where it's called equilibration, where we have a certain equilibrium for like what we believe is right and wrong, and when we're at that place, we're feeling good. But when we are are um, challenged on that, and we and we 
see conflict, we actually work to get back to that level of equilibrium from that conflict. So confrontation and like telling people, you know, how you feel and standing up for what is you think is right. Um, you know, it's not always successful, but that conflict is very important for the development of people. That, that idea that, hey, I'm not perfect. I need to think about how to grow or where I might be going wrong here. Um, it, it's very important for us as humans to, to experience so that that's why like living in the same town with the same people who think the same things isn't a very valuable experience. And you're not going to get a lot of very like, um, enlightened thoughts from people like that because they haven't experienced the conflict or confrontation or issues that push them, that, that drive them to adapt Instead, they've just been getting the same old equilibrium their entire life and haven't ever pushed through those ceilings. And so on the flip side, like you're saying, you know, if you're a person who who is standing up to your friend and saying, you know, hey, uh, I, I don't know what's going on with you. You know, I'm here for you, but it just seems like you're not really doing the stuff that, you know, I know about you that I think is important. Um, that's, that's an, that's a, that is a sign of, I, th- I think, a true friend, a true, you know, loved one um, is the ability to be honest with you in those moments. Now, they're not always going to be right, but I think the effort in challenging somebody in that situation is something that we should um, accept and, and, and push to have because, again, it, it encourages growth and... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just a huge advocate and I don't want to, it's sometimes I get on these like tangents where it, it just seems like I'm telling people how to live their life and, and being preachy, but I guess I'm just trying to encourage people to find what's right within themselves and to understand that it's important to to not only find those answers of what's right within yourself, but to also push yourself to to be the best that you can be because that's all that you can really ask out of anybody right is just let's all just be the best that we can be yeah and and we we've talked about this before that the the point of this podcast is in no way to tell you how to live your life it's to consider the different perspectives on things so to not just always let things go to think well maybe maybe i should stand up for myself more often or you know, maybe I shouldn't always stand up for myself. Maybe there is actually a legitimate case sometimes that if someone looks at me funny at the bar, I shouldn't say, hey, you think you're tougher than me? Like, maybe I, you shouldn't do something like that. By the way, Brandon, how's that impression, huh? Pretty that good. Was, your impressions are That's a good impression. Me. That's an impression of <laughs> some guy who's being really tough at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows who this guy is, so we don't know if the impression is accurate. Yeah, but... the, the impression is spot on. I've, I've oh, seen okay. that same guy, different guy, like a million times, so... <laughs> I think it's I think it's pretty good. Nice. I'm really good at impressions uh, that are just ones I make up. So that's something. <laughs> you are, dude. You're you might be ranked number one in the nation at impressions that you just make up. I think you just made that stat up, honestly. No, dude. I got these stats pulled up right now. I know exactly what you got. You got an Excel doc over there are. of all your stats. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So last question. Uh, kind of within this realm of letting go, standing up for yourself. Do you think the importance to do either one of these, to either stand up for yourself or, you know, stand up for somebody, let go of something, whatever, changes based on the dynamic of the people you're doing it to? Meaning, does it change between acquaintances, strangers, friends, family members, uh, significant others, uh, you know, politicians, uh, just anything? Did, should that, should the idea change on whether or not it's appropriate to stand up or should you always stand up no matter who, what kind of person or relationship you have with a person? That That's basically the question. Um, You should gauge, yeah, yeah, definitely gauge the relationship that you have with that person or the situation because that's an important part of this. Like there, there are times where, I would stand up for myself because I don't care about the consequences because I don't care about this person at all. Whereas, uh, for, with you, for example, Brandon, if I, um, if I wanted to just like go at you and just say, ah, you know, you're, 
you piece of trash, you blah, 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 blah. I would actually, like, think about the consequences of that for a second before I would just... And, and, and you know that, in general, I'm going to say what needs to be said. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what's on my mind. Um, right. But, yeah, if the consequences... The consequences are what needs to be considered when it comes to standing up for yourself versus letting go. And the consequences of not standing up for yourself needs to be considered too. Because if you want that promotion at work, like you want an extra, I don't know, $3,000 at work, and you think that you deserve it, but you're afraid because, or you're afraid to say something because you're afraid they're going to say no. Well, they're not going to say yes if you don't say anything at all. So that's the right. same exact situation. So no, you shouldn't let that go. You should stand up for yourself if you feel that you really deserve more money and you should say something about it. So I think the consequences need to be considered for both ends of this. And that's usually how I evaluate things in my life. And a lot of times I do stand up for myself when uh, like in school. If you're, uh, if you're one of our younger listeners or, and you're in school or maybe you're just in grad school or something, if your teacher tells you that you got to be minus, but you, you feel like deep down, you know what? I think this is at least a B. You walk up to your teacher. You say, why'd you give me a B minus? And you plead a good case for why you, you deserve a B. Maybe you'll get a B. I've done it. It worked. It's not always effective, but you know, <laughs> it's worth a shot. Yeah, I mean, there is a definite aspect of, like, if you don't try, it's the same thing as them saying no anyways. You know, because you, you're allowing that answer to be no by not giving an effort my my big thing is i almost feel like it might be you should prioritize in the sense of like you know who what or who in your life kind of holds importance and maybe this idea is is wrong um but like because i think about like relationships specifically, you get a lot of times where, you know, if, if we think a relationship, a monogamous relationship, it, like we're we're going to spend the rest of our life with this one partner, we're going to create a family and, you know, grow old together, like that person probably should, you know, hold the highest, like, priority in our life, right? I mean, in theory. And yeah. you get times when, your friend group who's used to like having you all the time whenever they wanted and hanging out. But now you have this relationship where it takes up most of your time and you always, I feel like in relationships you start to get to this kind of threshold where they're like, Oh, she's taking too much time from you. Or, you know, the girl's friends is like, Oh, he's, he's taking up all your time. You don't even hang with us anymore. This is a situation where it's just like, don't even put up with that stuff. Like understand the realism of how your life is now, how the dynamic of your life has changed. Like this, this person is a person that you're building a life with and a path with, and they're going to be closer to you automatically than how your friends are going to be. So if your friends can't get on board with that, even though they'd probably do the exact same thing if they had a boyfriend or if they had a girlfriend, then they're just being unrealistic and you can't really help them there. But I think this is the time when like a, a people pleaser can really hurt somebody that actually cares about them because they'll spend time trying to please all these people who just don't get the, like the stages of where life kind of develops. Like you're, you're, if you're starting a family with somebody, that family is going to end up being more of your life than, the people that you used to party with. It, that's just the natural evolution of our uh, development as people. And uh, and so in those cases, you just have to stand up for yourself and be like, look, I I don't, you know, care about you any less than I, I cared about you when we used to go party every weekend. But my life isn't the same as it was when we were 21 years old and both single. Like I have other stuff going on. So again, it's defining what things are important to you and then with the roles that or the dynamic that you have with other people, how do they fit into what's important to you? You know, a stranger 
you know, isn't going to get as much leeway as a friend and a friend's not going to get as much leeway as your significant other. It, you know, it's just, I don't know. So the dynamic definitely has an impact and I almost feel like standing up for yourself is even more important for the, the people that are closest to you, but it also is, it's kind of both yeah, no, like I, being I, patient. I that. People that are closer to you probably should be the ones to stand up more. Yeah. Well, just because you want people around you that are honest with you and, and tell you how they really feel and stuff so that you can both give each other an opportunity to uh, grow rather than stay the same. Um, yeah. But the, it, it's probably the dynamic, the closer you are with the person, you should probably both be more honest with them, but also both but also be more patient with them too in certain situations, like be honest, but then give them a little more leeway to, you know, figure things out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and any other thoughts on this topic? No, nah, that's good. I think. Cool. Uh, any, this, fi- this, yeah, I was just gonna say this episode was kind of tough to navigate because, you know, it, without specific examples it's it's kind of tough to figure out how to explain exactly what we mean by certain stuff but uh overall i'm in the camp that believes that standing up for yourself in situations probably more times than not holds more value all right i'll, I'll give you some rapid fire specific examples to end on here instead of final thoughts <laughs> we'll just okay. do we'll just do a handful of them here all right uh Guy at the bar comes up to you when you, you, you're with a girl and comes up to you and says, hey, your girl's hot. She should be with me instead of you, chump. What do you do? Kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, second situation. <laughs> second situation. Someone comes up to you and says, your clothes don't match. What do I do? What do you do? Kick their ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Third situation. Someone <laughs> makes a bigotry remark that you do not agree with at the dinner table. Write them a strongly worded essay. <laughs> and then kick their ass. <laughs> and then kick their ass. <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll answer these seriously. So the bar guy... Um, just be like, I don't know. You just ignore that shit. It's just petty. It's just whatever. Second situation. What was that? What was the second situation? Oh, it tells you your clothes don't match. Yeah. Um, well, I just, I don't know. Like that's, that's still a petty thing. It's just like, I, this isn't really that strong. Uh, dinner table with family. I feel like, uh, you can state your piece and like, try to educate them but at at some point if they're just going to continue down this road of just bigotry and ignorance you know you stating your piece you did your you did your due diligence to educate them and if they don't uh in that moment uh show any growth or um you know moving away from the ignorance then you just be like all right i'm done with this conversation I think those are good responses. I'm I'm pretty much in alignment with them as well. <laughs> I don't think we need any more rapid fire ones, but <laughs> if you guys come up with any other ones, feel free to write in. Uh, our email is emgpod at gmail.com. We would love to do more of these because I think these are um, this is pretty fun, kind of funny, depending on the the severity or the seriousness of the, the question itself. Um. You could also DM us at our Instagram, EMGPod. You could also, well, you know, we're, we're not going to talk, talk about our Twitter yet because um, it, it exists. It's must underscore pod or podcast. I always forget what it is because I'm, I haven't changed the, the handle yet and haven't really used the full capabilities of Twitter yet, but it's out there. Um, but those would be the best ways if you wanted to get in touch with us on the show when we, uh, we appreciate it. We also have a voicemail. If you're really feeling old school and you want to just leave us a voicemail, we'll, uh, we can feature that 513-427-EMG5. Um, 
anything Brandon that you in particular wanted to plug here at the end? No, uh, just uh, stay tuned for our next episode uh, where we talk about Junior Seau's family and how they settled with the NFL over a wrongful death lawsuit. Awesome. And and as we had talked about earlier, I did that recent interview um, with Asthmatic, and it's a video interview, which happened on occasion. If you are interested in seeing that or any of my other videos, you can find me on YouTube under Butch Boss. Once again, we want to thank you for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you soon. Take it easy.